I see this show is sponsored by Headley, Headley. This show is sponsored by Headley. This is it, Kathy. This is a big moment. Oh, okay. This is a very big moment for me. Is this just least. another show? Oh. Just another <laughs> show? Are you, we me, <laughs> Are you baiting me, Kathy? Are you baiting me, Kathy? I forgot. <laughs> there is no such thing. It's just another show. Every show is an incredible island of magic. I thought you were going to say island of madness. That too. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Hello, and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind and penises. Oh my God, recording as usual from my desk, whereas Boogie is recording from a Starbucks parking lot. I'm probably going to be arrested anytime soon for yelling out penises and, and uh, pussies. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, and the, it's okay, Kathy, because I'm protected. I am burning my mosquito candle. Aha. Uh-huh. So not only am I protected from mosquitoes, but all um, criminal persecution and litigation. Oh, citronella candles keep you out of jail, do they? (laughs) They do. (laughs) That's a powerful scent. (laughs) I'm all turned on that you know the bug ingredient of a mosquito candle. Oh, my. You know what? My sister totally came to my rescue the other day. We were sitting in somebody's patio. And she goes, don't move. And I, and I know that she knows when uh, she says something like that. I'm not going to freak out, but it's a tremendous amount of trust because somebody else telling you don't move, you fucking move because you think there's some fucking tarantula about <laughs> to come like, down on Wah! your head. Exactly. But instead she goes, bam, and she whacks my leg. And there was the most giant mosquito I've ever seen just about to chomp on me. Ugh. I just fucking hate those things so much. That is also the excitement of the temperature going down because we are just about, you know, another month and the bugs will start going away. I literally am sitting here in my car. I have a mosquito candle burning so the windows can be open and I have bug spray on my arms and legs. I mean, it's it's a thing. You you will be eaten alive. I know. It's bad. It's really bad. Can't do it. Not when it's time to talk about penises and vaginas. Oh, my God. All right. We get it. You are a man who's thinking of penises and vaginas. It's all that is in your little brain. We get it. No, I'm just excited that I'm not in the library. It really, because I listen to the shows when I edit, and even though we're able to have good conversations and uh, get the job done, I do notice that I have to kind of curtail, like I'm like, instead of being like anal hook pull, I have to be like anal hook pull. So what you're saying is in your mind, a show ain't a show unless you can yell out in full voice. Ain't no hook pull. Kind of, that's that's you have now evolved into the next level 
of show philosophy, and I'm proud think, of you for it. I think what you would call that is de-evolving into boogiedom. Whatever. I get to, <laughs> I don't have to hide who I am. I think that's the thing, because like I said, in that other kind of situation that I'm in, I'm very uncomfortable with the whole hiding who I am thing. And the library was kind of just another, you know, recording the show in the library and going, oh, they'll kick me out of here if they know what we're talking about. And then, of course, some of the things we've talked about in other shows recently, I guess it's just kind of like I'm experiencing that freedom because it is important to be able to be yourself. And a lot of people can't do it. Right. I get it. But you know what we can do, Kathy? Clever segue. Thank you very much. Uh, Was that a clever segue? It was not a clever segue, but it's a good segue because uh, Fox okay. Slave uh, emailed us last week. I don't know if you saw this. Wonderful Kit Fox Slave. It kit, 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 is it? What What do you got, Tourette's there? What's going on? No, but there is a guy <laughs> that goes to the gym where I park, and he has Tourette's, and you hear him in the parking lot. Because at first I thought he was just an angry homeless person screaming at someone. But then he has all these ticks and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not going to go up and be like, hey, Tourette's, I watch videos and documentaries. You just, you know, you just, you know, it sucks he's got to deal with that. But, yeah, all the fuck you fucking that fuck kick kick. It's kind of trippy. You. It's kind of trippy. That's very, very bizarre, man. It is very bizarre. Just it's... a neurological fucking anomaly yes. that just can be so debilitating. It's, I mean... It's funny to make fun of because it's fucking someone getting away with screaming obscenities, but it's actually just a fucked up way of life because it it's, really is. it's yeah. it can get so debilitating. So I don't know how we got off onto that topic, but <laughs> Kit Foxlave, bastard fucker, um, is a oh, is part of a one day virtual conference for service oriented people. Okay, I didn't say that well. No, it is a it's called service oriented conference. Yes. They are doing a service oriented conference. It's a one day virtual conference, October sixteenth. You can go to serviceconference.org to uh, see about registration and tickets. So it's online so everyone in the world can go. And then you'll find out what time zone it's in, because I didn't find out that. Because obviously whatever their time zone is, it's gonna be. But it's all about uh, teaching about service. For uh, which kind of goes along with our topic, uh, our Fet Life topic today, which is a service for both dominants and submissives. So it should be a really good conference. They asked us to give that a little plug. Serviceconference.org to find out about that one day virtual conference on uh, it is pretty good. I went on. I went on the website. Um, I, what I love about it is that they're doing it's for both dominants and submissives. Because you would think from the title, service oriented conference, that it's for submissives, but it really isn't. It's being presented by a bunch of people that really discuss service from both sides: how to accept service and how to give service. And it's oh my god! I they I thought I was going to log on there and find a little bit of stuff going on. It's six a.m. to nine p.m. Chock full of people talking, giving speeches, giving lectures, and the thing that I love the most, they're only charging you on a sliding scale, so you can you can uh, basically donate anything from five dollars to attend the whole day, all the way to twenty bucks. So they're oh, that's real that's cool. really cool. I like that. So I think if Kit Foxlave is involved in that, we should absolutely pub. Uh, plug it and that's a great thing well very very fine any uh any shenanigans going on with you this week didn't you say you're going to another party 
I was going to go to another party and then it fell through because the people I was going to go with couldn't go. And uh, it, I just don't feel like going alone. Yeah. I, I'm not ready to go alone. It's definitely not to that club. And um, plus, I'm an old lady. I just, I don't like admitting that. But you know what? The last time I was there, when we talked about it, I was like 11 o'clock. I'm, all, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> Well, I mean, in all fairness, yes, it might have something to do with the fact that you're a crusty old person, but it also I'm might have and to, old. but it also might have to just do with the fact that we were in a pattern when we worked there. That was every week, multiple times a week, staying up till two, three, four in the morning, mostly like two or three. Yeah. But I usually had victims after the parties. So our shenanigans would go till three, four in the morning. No problem. And then sleep for like three hours and get up and clean the dungeon uh, the next day. So, uh, you know, we had we had we had dungeon muscles. (laughs) We had dungeon muscles and now we're kind of uh, dungeon flabby. That's true. We are Dungeon Flabby. And I don't want to go back to Dungeon Muscles because I, I got to tell you, I'm sticking firm to my resolve. And I don't have to really do a lot of effort to stick firm to that resolve. Uh, it's I'm finding it tremendously easy to never, ever, ever volunteer again for a kink establishment of any kind. Never say never, Catherine. I can almost guarantee that's never going to happen. You know what? And that's totally fine. But we can still build our muscles by going back. And we're going, what, in like another week or so? Is it another week? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe I think a it's, couple yeah, of it's, weeks. It's been almost a couple more. Well, maybe two weeks. And then we'll go back again and hopefully have some more uh, some more we'll tales make, to tell. We'll make it a monthly thing where we go to that particular party and uh, have something to talk about. Celebrate your vag because it rocks. Put a needle in your cock on fat life. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about is specifically granted us permission to do so. And today's poster has the most awesome name. I want this name. If I could, I would steal it from her. It is Virtuous Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Could she be virtuous, man? Why would you want that name, Kathy, of all the well, names? Uh, because I am a bitch and I, you know, I can be virtuous when I want to be. Don't, what are you, why are you insinuating? You should put denial either in the front or back of that name, you know, because she already has virtuous bitch. So you could be denial virtuous bitch or virtuous bitch denial. Oh my God, you're ruining this moment for me. You know that? <laughs> it's, you're like, yeah, that's why I said it, bitch. Virtuous bitch. She wrote a great post, and as you said, it ties in nicely to Kit Fox Slave's little plug we did. It's a post called What is Service? She says, Service is, in my opinion, the provision of pleasure, the gift of obedience, precise observance of agreed upon rules. Work that enhances fulfillment, work that makes the dominant's life more comfortable. When negotiating a dynamic, service should be defined by the very two people in the relationship. To me, a sub-male saying, I want to serve you by washing all your shoes with my tongue, is not a service, as no sacrifice has been made. I'll actually have to scrub them later with bleach, so they've actually created more work for me. 
When I think of service, I think of real-life dedication to tasks that enhance and improve our daily lives. These tasks reflect that you are part of a shared world with your dominant. For me, when you enter my house, you are part of it and must take care of it. In the end, let service be defined by the two people who share the fruits of the service provided. But let it also be something that is discussed on a continuum so that no one is left unfulfilled. Ah, Kathy, this topic. Yes. This wonderful taco. This wonderful taco. Sorry, I'm hungry. This wonderful. (laughs) I am for tacos always. This topic is so fun because it really, it shouldn't be that hard, but it really is if you're not a good communicator because so many people come into the lifestyle and they have like their fantasy version of what dominance and submission is. And they just assume that that is across the board. That's what everyone thinks it is. And you find out very, very quickly. And the poster put a funny uh, email that she read from someone about they're like, hey, clean my house. And they're like, what the fuck? I ain't cleaning your motherfucking house. Go fuck yourself, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. we've seen that so many times because there is a difference from play erotic submission and dynamic service submission. And they have totally different effects, totally different needs being met, and totally different headspaces. But they are very, very different. And that's where I, you know, I wrote a billion notes, of course. And the first thing I always start with is that when you come into the kinky lifestyle, there's some things you have to know right off the bat. We play with terms that are not the real definition of those terms. Slavery was abolished many, many years ago. There is not real slavery. So when we talk about slavery and the lifestyle, it's a dynamic. It is a description of a type of commitment and dynamic that is very varied. Submission is the same thing. The real term of submission is basically you are giving up something you don't want to give up. When you get pulled over by a cop, you don't want to be uh, pulled over. You don't want to pull over, but you know if you don't submit, then you're going to have problems. When you're in a competitive uh, fight, MMA, uh, martial arts, that type of thing, submitting is not something you want to do freely. There is a sacrifice that occurs that you submit. Now, the what you get in return of this can vary greatly depending on what your headspace is. But there's a whole different world that isn't just play. Yes, very true. But this is the very reason the things you talk about are the very reason why I like this post, because she does two things. She talks about what submission, what service is to her, what it means to her as a dominant. But she goes on to say a very, very wise thing. Service should be defined by the very two people in the relationship. That is the most important thing. And and I think that any time you and I discuss service on this show, it always boils down to that. We can talk about this type of service or that type of service or that this dynamic versus that dynamic. 
but in the end, as you say, there's so many different ways of doing it. And, and two people or more than two people in a relationship will always have, need to define for themselves how to do it. I also think that it is very telling how great of a communicator and dominant she is and that she really understands what service means and what the, the power exchange dynamic means when she says that the uh, service is a dedication to tasks that enhance and improve our lives. She doesn't say my life. And people who don't understand uh, power exchange dynamics are, 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 I think, missing that very key element. It is about both people in the dynamic. It is an exchange of power. If you are a submissive and you all you do is give and you're not getting anything in return, that's abuse. That's not a power exchange dynamic in the least. So when I read stuff like this, all that says to me is this person understands they're not one of these people who's pretending in order to get what they want. Well, now here's a here's an example, not to go too far in a debate with you. What I would say, if it has been negotiated, because there are DS relationships where the dominant flat out says up front, you get nothing from me and other than what you take for yourself. And I want this service and I'm not going to give you A, B and C in response. Once again, if it's been negotiated then that wouldn't be abuse because both parties have agreed to the terms. And I know... But I don't think... I know that it, from looking at it from the outside, you could think to yourself... I, I've, known, I've known people who are in dynamics like that. And it's easy to look at it and say, the submissive is not getting anything out of it, but you'd be wrong. There, of course... Right. You could be looking at someone who you think is getting something out of it. And in, and in fact, they've got some emotional instability and they're allowing themselves to be abused because that's what you know they've experienced all their lives and they don't know any different. It could absolutely be an unhealthy relationship. Sure, but re sure. really, if you're if you're going into it because that's what you you need out of it, then you're getting something out of it. You're absolutely getting your share of what's needed in that power exchange. It may not appear that way to someone looking at it. Like, for, for instance, me, when I look at things like that, I want to scream because that is absolutely not something that I would put up with. Not not in any way, shape, or form. I can be a very giving person, but if I I become very quickly bitter and angry if I detect that I'm not getting anything in return, that I'm just being used, that that the person the other person isn't thinking about me at all or giving me anything in exchange for what I give them. But that is determined by the two people in it. And I agree. And there, once again, we can go farther into that dynamic where service is its own reward and you're there to give service because there are bottoms and submissives that their service is about specifically the service and whether or not they're acknowledged by the dominant or validated or, or get any special treats or anything, especially when you're talking about in like a club setting where they're like the service submission, like the kitchen submissive or, you know, things that we've seen at threshold and other clubs, you know, that for them, it is about the service and they don't need that reaction from the dominant. But absolutely. I agree. If you're in a 24 seven dynamic with someone and you've been programmed to not ever receiving anything, of course that can be abusive and bad. Uh, I totally agree with you on that.
But once again, there's so many different aspects. And something I wanted us to get into was the discussion of what different types of service can maybe give you mentally. Because, of course, we we understand that our genitals tingle when we talk about sexual service. And it's like, you know, crawling on your knees to the dominant and then serving them sexually or being available for them to use you sexually. That type of service is a lot of fun. But just like the poster said, there's no real sacrifice in that. The headspace that you're getting is you're getting off. Whether you get off then or you get off later thinking about it or that tingle, that is one type of service, but it doesn't give you the same thing as doing a task that doesn't generate a sexual arousal. Does that make sense? Uh, it does. I get it. I don't I don't like I'm not saying that you're doing this, but I, I have heard other people um, almost denigrate sexual the sexual arousal you might feel d- doing during that kind of a play um that's just a straight up exchange that i, I don't know sure. that that's it's not service or what you talk about it can be if 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 your dominant say says tonight you're just going to service me and you will get no gratification sure um i wouldn't like that i wouldn't like that aspect of it because um I don't know. I would have a hard time with that, but I could be pushed into that. I could, there there are absolutely circumstances in which uh, I could go for that and I could definitely get something out of it if I didn't feel like I was it being used. Right. And so that, that's why it depends on the, on the relationship that you have with that person. If it's just somebody that I've just met and they're making me do that, no, that they ain't going to fly with me because I don't understand you. I don't know you enough. I don't respect you enough. I don't, I, I can't really, you're not in my inner circle. I'm not in yours. I, I don't know what type of person you are. The more respect I uh, can be uh, engendered between the two of us, the more that dynamic, it, it transforms into something else. And it reminds me of what she says at the end of the post, which is let it be something that is discussed on a continuum so that no one is left unfulfilled. If you don't understand that relationships evolve, that they change, that needs change, that you can, that there is absolutely other avenues that you can explore that can, that you never thought could bring you something in order so that both of you are fulfilled, then you're you're missing out on a huge part of what service and what the power exchange in general is. Here, here. Now moving into some of the actual types of service that are not sexual, that maybe some people miss out on because they have some pre-existing programming that says that's not what they're supposed to do because it's supposed to be whatever they think this, this, and this. And I'll take... Huh? <laughs> like what? Like tea. <laughs> yes. Like tea. Like doing things. Now, I'm going to go into some things that sound very domesticy, and they're not sexual. They don't necessarily sound fun, but these are legitimate services that meet the needs of not only the dominant, but the bigger picture of that dynamic, which you talk about. And we've we've talked on the show before of uh, master classes that I've attended where uh, the teacher talks about 
kind of the circular energy of service where it's like you're putting your energy into helping the dominant or master live their life and have free time to think about the other things that they think about or to just relax from their stress, therefore freeing up that energy to be able to put back into the submissive or slave. And so it's kind of like a circular energy that goes out to where you're talking now about the dominant or master's higher calling to where it's like you are doing domestic things like folding their laundry or going to their P.O. box and picking up uh, packages for them or balancing their checkbook or, you know, any number of things. If people even have checkbooks anymore, I know that's stupid. Um, uh-huh. You know, or any of those those things that don't seem important, but it then gives the dominant the ability to work on things that are their higher calling, that are their greater service. Like with us, in this example, if I was to take on a submissive, they would have to understand that my mission is this show. And so if you're helping me do the tasks that I need to do in my life throughout the week, you are thus supporting me being able to spend more time on the higher calling that is perverted podcast. And thus we are now circulating that energy. So you are not just doing my laundry. You are now being a service to the hundreds of people that you and I serve every week. Does that make sense? It makes sense. You, you just, you're, you're hitting on one dynamic that I have a tremendous difficulty with. Yes, I know. Unless, unless I am 100% on board with that thing and, and we see eye to eye, I have a really hard time giving up my my voice and my rights and my independence and what I want to see out of life because that's just the way I'm wired. It took me a long time to realize when I heard people in in the community talk about how they uh, their lives they felt fulfilled when their lives folded into someone else's when they took on their cause for the, for themselves that it meant something to them and i i found i found that almost impossible to understand and it took me a long time to to come to terms with it and really find a way to see past my bias against it because i naturally don't feel that way yes and and is... so it's it's a very that's a that's a very difficult one for me because and it's and I think it's this the same issue that any submissive is going to have who also happens to have a very strong independent personality. It's it's a it's a it's a line that you're always going to be struggling with. And that's my, I I shouldn't say that you are going to that's a line that I'm always struggling with. That I think is important because once again, there's so many different mindsets around submission, around things that are going to benefit you. But we we do these things on a regular basis in areas that we don't get triggered by. Like how many people go to school and submit to that entire process? I don't know many college students that are like every day, oh my God, I love getting up early in the morning and fighting parking and traffic to get a parking spot at school 
and then go in and take these 12, 14 units of classes and then go home and study and kill myself. You know, it's a process because they know there's a bigger picture at the end. They know there's going to be a benefit. They're going to be a better, smarter person, possibly set up for a career, blah, 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 blah. Um, people go through trainings for different jobs, for physical trainings, learning languages. You know, there's all of these things that people do that challenge and push them and they submit to those processes. Yeah. I I don't know that I see it the same way. I I don't know that I would consider that submission at all. Acquiescence to an established protocol or an established process within society is not the same thing as submission. Well, I mean, I, I, that I give you, (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I don't agree. Um, you know, but you, uh, you're more specific about words than I am. But what I'm, what I'm definitely getting at is there are so many things that are fulfilling about doing things for other people without an expectation of something in return. I think in the bigger picture of the relationship that I need to be validated in my relationships. Of course, I'm the top or dominant, but I still need to know that the person wants to be there. But there is also something about simple service in a relationship. Al is a perfect example. Al loves to just lose herself in domestic cleaning. Like literally, if you put her, put a collar on her and let her crawl around your floor and clean. I had her clean gum off the floor at threshold for an hour. Of course, I was, you know, there was play kind of in between. So it was kind yeah, of a scene. Correct me if I'm but, wrong, but every story I've ever heard about Al, whether it was you or someone else, she absolutely received something in exchange. Yeah, but and, in and that most times moment, it was a tangible thing. Well, yeah, when she was doing stuff for Dell, then she was she would get toys and things at the end. But that's not really what the jam was. It wasn't about the getting the the thing at the end. When she talked about it very uh, thoroughly with me, it was that space of just losing herself in that service to accomplish that task that she then didn't have to think about other things. And that she was able to lose herself. And at the end of that, there was a service and it helped somebody get done what they needed to get done. And I know, I know you fight against this, but it's literally an entire genre of people that we can't ignore. They like being of service. They like just say something. All right. I, you can be absorbed in the process of what you're doing. I have done that many times. But you of all people, because I've heard you talk about, well, fuck this. We're not going to do this for that person if we don't get something in return. You of all people should understand that what happens to a submissive when they don't realize that they're being valued, it taints the very act of service that they are performing. The very next time they do it, 
they find themselves doubting whether this is what I want. If you put a submissive in a in a huge room and say, clean this and I'm going to go have dinner. And when I get back, I want it all done. And you come back and you don't say anything about what happened. You expect the exact same thing to happen next day and the day after that. And that kind of dynamic Who happens said over that and over. Was what it always is. Hold on, hold you on. Let me finish. Don't, it's you know, like you that. always, you're, you're saying that there are people who lose themselves within that task and that's all they need. And I'm saying that when you look at that isolated event, they can absolutely lose themselves in that. I myself have lost the, you think I haven't cleaned houses for people? I've cleaned uh, uh, Creative Explorer's entire apartment. But if he didn't acknowledge me after it was done, I would never fucking do that again if I did not receive what, and I'm, I'm saying that what I want in exchange is not the same thing as what somebody else would want in exchange. But I don't think that there is a submissive out there who would continue to do things without have being acknowledged or in some way being appreciated or praised. And that is the return that that person gets. That is the exchange. But yeah, I'm saying I that. I never argued that with you. I don't think I ever sir, said this was all about no, no. I mean, in certain situations, like if you're going to set up chairs somewhere or you're at a tea event or, you know, you're doing something in the kitchen where no one's there to pat you on the head. You know, that's one thing you're at a play scene. I don't think I ever said in a relationship that there that it wouldn't be validation. It's just not the validation that you obsess over. Okay. Uh, first of all, I don't obsess over them. And didn't I just say a short while ago that I don't need the exact same thing that everyone else needs, sure. but you do need something. So I, you and I don't see eye to eye on this, but there's no need to, you know, uh, say things like that about me, like I'm obsessing or that I don't understand this or that we're always arguing about this same thing. You're isolating what that person does and telling me that there are absolutely people out there who feel just the joy in that one thing. And I'm not arguing with you at all. I'm just saying that that we don't live in a in a little bubble of having performed that work when that work is done and you are in a relationship of any kind. When I used to make all the meals for for threshold i didn't have to be patted on the head i didn't have to have someone standing over my shoulder constantly saying sure. good girl but i enjoyed poking my head in to the kitchen and seeing the smiles on people's faces and they didn't know that i was the one that made the had made the food and i would just sit there listening to people enjoy themselves that was my exchange that was my payment for all of that work that i was making them happy do you think that if if I had, there's absolutely no way that if I had made this food and I was constantly hearing people complain about it and denigrate it and saying, oh, this thing sucks, my my uh, payoff is gone and I will never fucking make food again for, for this group or whatever. It, it absolutely taints everything that you do if, as she says in the end of that post, it's not some, if, some, if one of those people in the dynamic is left unfulfilled. Not arguing with you, and I haven't argued with you, but I don't uh -huh. I don't feel that way about all my the things I do. There are things I come from a place that has a very strong sense that every now and again, you need to do something and not be thanked for it because it's about me. It's about me doing it. It's about me supporting something without having to get return. It comes from the old Bible thing, you know, oh, don't just, you know, 
wave your arms and say, look at all these things that I've done now, give me my praise and, and rewards, that somehow sometimes you do something where you don't get that reward because that service is about me. It's about me being of service to something, helping an institution, creating something. Can I do it every time? No, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. But there are some instances where I think it's very healthy to not constantly be seeking what am I getting out of this? Because those services are things that make me stronger as a person. And I'm not even submissive. And I acknowledge that those services. So I think maybe we're just always kind of getting off that. I, I don't know. We are. I think that you and I just don't see eye to eye on that. I think that the, the times in my life where I've been willing to give that service without any any payoff at all or any exchange in any way, even if it's just, just an acknowledgement or making someone else happy, have been so few and far between. And I absolutely did not gain any I did not gain a tremendous amount of self-satisfaction from doing it I can I can pinpoint certain isolated times in my life where that did indeed happen but we're talking about instances that were you know a handful in a lifetime of many uh, events or, or things that I tried to do where I absolutely demanded that there was an exchange of some sort. So there, I don't, I don't seek it and I don't find the satisfaction in it that you do. Um, but you know, that's just that's, how, one that's other thing why, that we chalk up that, to what you and I don't, uh, under, you know, see well, eye to eye I mean, on. that's why you negotiate with your partners. We would never, never be in a relationship with each other. That's why not even a bro finger one. No, no, you lost bro no. finger privileges. You totally oh, lost. Thank God, them. I finally. know you're going to ask. I know you're going to ask. I'll still offer it. I'll still offer yeah, no, it. Thanks, because I'm a giver. No. I'm a no, total giver. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm a taker. Oh, that's I'm predator. <laughs> I love how everyone's like, I hate it when mom and dad fight. What do they fight? This was all about service and, and being good stop, and finding. Stop your whining. If mom and dad want to fight, you get in the corner and you just shut your trap. There. That's mom saying. <laughs> Quit don't, your don't. griping and your whining, all right? Pumpkin, don't gaslight the children. <laughs> I shall <laughs> gaslight the children, all right? Sometimes mommy and daddy need to let off some steam and yell at each other. And that's just the way life is. And the sooner you learn that, the better off you'll be. This is why I'm not a parent. Because I would be the worst parent in the world. Hey, perverted podcast. You guys you guys want to uh, go out and get some ice cream? Here's, here's five bucks. Go get some here's ice cream. Here's five bucks. Go get some ice cream. I'll, I'll take you. Just let, let mom calm down. And it's okay. And, uh, and we'll do this. Uh, Bring me some chocolate when you come back. Here's another five bucks. Bring your mom some chocolate when when uh-huh. you when you come back. Don't you, she likes dark chocolate? Don't don't bring her. Ew, no milk chocolate. What are you crazy? <laughs> now we're gonna get in another fight because I don't know you. You don't know that I love milk chocolate. <laughs> Why are we together? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is like my childhood. This <laughs> is. People are like, I'm so confused. Do they? Was this an act? No. 
<laughs> no, we is fight all the time. Podcast? Is our permitted podcast getting a divorce? <laughs> Not any more than every other week. Every week we get a divorce. Every week. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is Tenacious D with Jack Black and Kyle Gass, um, they had a part of their show in the early days where uh, Kyle quit the band at the at, somewhere in the middle of every show and just walked off stage and Jack Black would have to be like, Kyle, come on, come back. People, oh people God. need us. So this is our breakup. I think that um, I think that virtuous bitch is going to be thinking, why the fuck did I give these two idiots permission to do anything? Well, I think what's good about it, and maybe we can wrap on the, on this. I'll give you the the last the last thought, but my last thought is this is part of the dynamics that service is a big deal. Specifics are a big deal to a lot of people. And and if you don't negotiate, I think this is a perfect example of what can happen in a relationship if you don't really at least try. Because if you're new, you don't know. You don't know what your service is. You don't know what you like. You don't know what you've been burned by. You don't know all of these things. So that's why you at least start by saying, we're going to try this. And if it doesn't work, we come back to the table and talk about it. Yeah, find yourselves a partner you trust and go experiment. You never know that so, I've 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 talked to people who've been surprised by what it is that they're that they find fulfillment in when it comes to service. I agree. Now, Kathy, what? Be a good bitch and go clean out my storage. <laughs> oh, I'll clean out your storage. I'll hire somebody to just wipe that whole thing out, and now you won't have anything that you need to worry about. Then. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Perverted Podcast Listener Segue. Unga. Boogie. Get down to the bomb and dare. What are you waiting for? I am here. Come on. Kill me. Kill me. Come or on. Or not. <laughs> This is what we could do, Unger. We could just literally do bad Arnold impersonations for a half hour, and the listeners, two of them would like it, and the rest. It would yeah. be like an Andy Kaufman show, where like two people Very are left much in, so. the, in the theater at the end clapping, <laughs> and the other 190 people have said, fuck you, and left. Can we sing Mighty Mouse? In the Here I come piece? to save the day. But no, no, as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on. Here I come to save the day. I don't know. <laughs> that was that was wonderful. And just no. click, 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 click. We're gonna go listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> just right there, a hundred people just went to Joe Rogan, and uh, and then uh, the other hundred people are going to off the cuffs. Unger, it is good to hear from you, you jovial you young lads. You jovial young lad. What kind? I mean, let's just cut through the chase. You've been okay. Uh, yeah, you're hanging in there like the rest of hanging us. Hanging in there. Okay, yeah. very good. So now the real stuff. What kind of kinky stuff have you been up to? When I first came out here, the situation allowed for it to be well, almost daily. Um, but that's changed. Things change. Obviously. So what kind of stuff have you been up to kink-wise? I know you said you weren't doing a lot, uh, as much of the hook pull 
and uh, <laughs> a lot of needle stuff, um, but that you were getting into some other stuff. What are you up to? Well, I'll circle back on the hook pull thing because it's funny you mentioned that. But uh, we a couple new things we've been doing uh, a lot of of shrink wrap suspension or not suspension but bondage. Um, nice, quite a bit of that because uh, it's it's easy. It's easy to get out of. Um, and you get a lot more sensory deprivation just by doing it as opposed to rope. Rope, you get more sensory from, you know, ropes touching you and stuff. The shrink wrap provides an amount of sensory deprivation, uh, especially when you put it over the face, over the whole body. So are you um, doing like where you cover everything except just leave some of the mouth open or you yep. have like a tube Sometimes. or something like that? Wow. Sometimes we do just, just the mouth left open. Sometimes it's just the arms. Sometimes it's just the arms and the and the eyes, but that's enough in a in a short sense. Right now, then, are you doing any uh, any sexy stuff with it? Because I used to do shrink wrap, where I would like shrink wrap a Hitachi in there, and then but have it on a switch to where you can just turn it on and tease them, and then they can't go anywhere because you're totally just like teasing them. <laughs> just turn it on and leave it, let it go. Well, that is another type of torture. That is definitely there's one that's denier, denial and then there's one that's overstimulation. Yeah, yeah, I tend to go with the overstimulation forced. Nice uh, with that situation. So yeah, that that happens. Um, I'd mentioned when I first came out here, we were doing a lot of a lot of stuff, and it was easy to do. So uh, I had gone from. <sighs> I always laugh because people will see me do something that I haven't done for a long time and be shocked. So people ask me, wait, you do rope? I was like, yes, I've been doing rope for a very long time, but I just don't do it often. Uh, One of the things I started doing was actually more shibari type stuff and actual pretty tying as opposed to my normal, I'm going to take you down and make sure you don't get away. Right. I don't care how sloppy it looks. You know, I used to do more of the villain because a lot of stuff i learned from from pro villain from who, pro villain you know, absolutely you've show. been in that yeah. we've we've been in that class like 17 times yeah my, yeah <laughs> every yeah. year what he did he does it like twice a year it was a great class it was a great well, workshop class and really got you started on villain roping yeah yeah and 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 even before he was doing it i would occasionally take classes from the people he learned it from. right right um and they were big on cosplay and did a lot of the uh, he, I mean, the guy that did it before would actually dress up in the top hat and cape and do the tying to the railroad tracks type <laughs> stuff. That's this so is awesome. what I learned. It's great, but it, it's not the pretty rope as much right. as you see now. Uh, so that's what we did. Um, so I started learning some of that. I've kind of dropped off of that because life, things change, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so we've been doing that. We've been... One of the newer things, uh, randomly one night, I'm asked, do, do you do degradation? Oh, like sexual degradation or just like humiliation degradation or both? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Both. Yeah. And so that's been incorporated more and more here and there, but not so much that it's the thing and you're doing it a lot. It's just sprinkled in here and there. It's some spice that you add to your... To your dish to make it not so bland i uh i agree and and it's a wonderful thing to add but of course uh and we had talked about this before you and i not just on the show but in 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 private many times about 
you know, how sometimes some words that you use on your partner turns them on one day and then another day they're like, no, this is not cool. Yeah, very much so. Um, and and headspace is something that really I really need to keep into account when doing that. Um, so, you know, with Aki, a, a lot of knowing what's happened through the day, knowing the headspace she's been in just from conversations. So if it does drop into something, I know, okay, this is okay tonight, or it's okay to at least tap and see if it's okay. Right. Or no, not tonight. No, good call. Good call. That's a, that, cause that can go bad. <laughs> you're the, oh, yeah. And then you just stand there like a dumb guy and you're like, what? But I thought you liked being called a fat, dumb pig. <laughs> Yeah, no. Why why did this vase just break over my head? I don't understand. Yeah, no. You got to you got to check in yeah. on that stuff. Yeah, and usually she's already in if if I'm going there, she's already in another headspace where doing it just makes it so much worse. So right, just right. got to be careful with it. But that sounds like fun and it's good to hear that you're doing a lot of a lot of playing. And uh, and experimenting with new things because yeah it it is true you know you can even though something's like your thing you know you you gotta change that point of view every now and again because if not you can just I've seen people thing themselves right out of being kinky because the thing and they they just kind of run into a wall where they're like oh well this is lame and it's and they and you kind of get so hyper focused on it that you lose track of the fact that wait a minute there's an entire shelf of ingredients that you are ignoring yep but i had another thing i wanted to ask you about because i was really excited to hear you we've talked about this a lot on the show and that is when you are in a community that basically has no kink community when you live somewhere and there's not really access to a kink community or you're in an area that maybe has a community but you don't like that community it's run by people that maybe you don't jive with and or assholes you know that have like you know too strict of rules or they're you know they're trying to control everything there's a million reasons why you don't vibe with people and we're talking about in a negative way you're trying to be positive you're not just trying to skirt the rules and harm harm people but it's just you don't jive with these people for whatever reason and we always talk about well you know all you need is a resentment and a coffee pot and you can start your own group and that's kind of what you done did that is what we done did um about eight of us, a lot of them in the TNG community. Um, Which stands for? everyone, uh, The Next Generation. Uh, and you'll hear a lot of that. Uh, that's kind of a nationwide, at least in the U.S., a nationwide. You'll have groups that are 35 and under or 30 under, whatever age limit they set up. Right. Um, but you and I have seen people in their 60s and 70s come in for the first time. At TNG groups, yeah. Well, not at TNG groups, but to a dungeon. Oh, okay, right, right. They're right. not going to be allowed to come into a TNG group generally. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and TNG is frequently about teaching new people, but there aren't a lot of groups open to teach no matter what age you are. Right. There just aren't. <laughs> well, I mean, it was different. Like, at, at Threshold, the TNG was a suggested party. 
So mm-hmm. it was listed as a TNG party, but there was people in their 70s at that party. Yeah. So it's not it depends on where you are. We we've, we've talked on the show a lot about yeah. this where you know, okay, you can have whatever group you want, but you you there are other people that need to be serviced and that's what you're talking about. Yeah. And and here they're really they're they're really kind of strict on the 35 and under. Oh, okay. Um especially like access to they've got their own Discord server and things like that. They're, they're strict on that. I mean, the parties, they allow people to come in if they're with someone who's under 35, I believe, was the ruling. Right. I'm getting a, sh- a head nod. Um, but still, you can't just be 65 and walk in. They're not going to allow that. Right. So that being the case, there not being a lot of other accessible new person learning things. And... Aki and I were talking about this. We actually went to the local dungeon Friday. Um, this is a new thing. We actually did hooks, believe oh, it or not. Like I, like we were saying, yeah, we just did hooks. Very good. Uh, and we, and I can. There's a whole story about that. But anyway, um, the dungeon's privately owned, so it's run for business. Um, so if it's not going to be making business, making money, they're also not going to be wanting to allow groups in, smaller groups of people learning. So we don't really have that as an option. So we just decided we're going to make our own munch. Um, so we started a group. We've got a FetLife page, a FetLife group, group page. Uh, we're starting a Discord server. And we've had our first munch already. And we have our first class coming up. That's good. Now then, you said you had a core group of eight, but how many people showed up to your munch? I believe the count was, what, 16? 16 people. Just, and some of these people you didn't know? Most of them we didn't know. But outside, outside the, so only four of the, the people that started this group showed up. So we didn't even have all eight of us. Right. Oh, we actually had 21 people show up to the to the munch. That's fantastic. Um, so only four of us were starting. One of them I had met on a virtual munch um, that came out, and there was, and then there were you know people. Who, a couple of them were friends of the people that were going, but there were some people who. This is my first event. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> So that was real good. Now, so when you put this together, so you decided you were going to start a munch. You said you did a FetLife group uh, announcing Mm -hmm. the munch. Did you have some kind of uh, basic rules in your post? You know, hey, don't talk. You know, this is we're going in public. If you're new, don't don't dress kink. Don't say, you know, things about kink unless we're in a private group, you know, where it's safe. Yeah, very much so. When the FetLife event that we made, we know, hey, this is a vanilla event. There, there could be kids at this location um, down in the in amongst the. I think I said amongst the rabble actually at one point when I was right. talking about it, just because we were up above and it was fun. Anyway, um, so we're like, this is just a place to come out and meet and hang out. Don't talk kink, but you know, out in the public. But when you're when we're upstairs and away, yeah, we'll talk. Okay. And we're not going to go too into depth in things. Um, and everyone followed the rules. The people, we were a little, we were a little strict in how we let people in because we actually said, okay, if you're, if you've marked, yes, great, come on in. Uh, we're, cause we were limited to the number of people we could have in the upstairs area. Right. Um, so that was our one downside. 
And so we were like, you have to say you're going and we're going to take a list and check you off as you come in. That was just more for the our limit than anything else. Um, right. But even with that, everyone was really happy and uh, had a good time. Everyone said they had a good time. So we're going to continue forward with the group and our next thing is going to be a virtual class. That is absolutely fantastic. Getting uh, a little bit back to the munch. Yeah. The the thing that's exciting about making your own munch. Well, first off, if you can make your own munch, there are some people who would not go to a munch uh, because they're worried about uh, being seen, being outed, those types of things. Because those are real risks yeah. when you do anything yes, public, even if there's lots of rules and restrictions. We've talked about that on the show uh, quite a lot. But if you can at least go out in a structured situation in a munch and you have that ability to make a post and going into a public place like a little restaurant or meeting at a coffee house or a park if the weather is good or any number of places is really not that difficult to do. I mean, obviously, starting a munch at your house is probably a very bad idea in the <laughs> in the beginning yes. until you know people. But that's the whole idea of starting a munch is that you can go somewhere public, you can you can chance meeting people, they don't know where you live, you don't give your real names, and and it's such a great starting point. And for people that don't have anything in their community, it may be the only way to find people in your community or town or whatever. Yeah. Um it it can be. Um or the people that you, if you aren't finding what you're wanting to find right. in your community by setting it, um, by setting some, some guidelines. Hey, this is uh, a group about education for new people. Right. That tells you right off, you're not going to be going there for advanced elbow, abrasive elbow worship. It's not wow. the place for that. <laughs> That's a blast from the past. Abrasive elbow worship. Shit. Advanced. Abrasive elbow Advanced, worship. But you're not going yeah. there for that. You're going there for beginning classes. Um, okay. So that type of thing. The, the the concept there is is if you're not finding what you want because you don't have that niche group, that's another time to make your own niche group. Sure. And also understanding that if you're going to start a munch or a group and it is something that's more niche and not as many people are into it, like abrasive elbow play, then don't be surprised if only one other person no. shows up or no people show yeah. up. That's why it's good if you start a munch to just start with kind of a general. We're just trying to meet kinky people that are are interested in these types of things and then kind of expand out from there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, this is because Aki and I both like education. A lot of the other people that are part of our core group like education or like welcoming – we have one person – he enjoys welcoming new people into the scene. That's what he enjoys. Right. Um, just because he's a really, really nice guy and, and he likes it. So his whole thing is when they get here, you come up and say hello and 
you know, welcome them because that's that's your thing, right? You know, we'll plan, but you you do it, and he and he did, and it was fantastic. Well, that's um, another thing that I think that's important to point out is if you're doing this with a group of people, make sure everyone knows what their job is, what their strong points are. You've talked about this beforehand. You're going to be the greeter. You're going to be the enforcer of rules. You're the person that handles the administrative and the posting of the things and checking off people. And that way, everyone knows what they're doing so you can have an efficient running munch and then just get back to the good new conversations. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just recently was in a conversation where I said, you have something delicate and fragile to deal with? Don't send me in. Right. I'm not the person you need to send in for that. Yes. Because I will break it. Yes. You're all, I... Am the one that picks them up by the neck and shakes them a little and says, "You shouldn't do that here." Yeah. Well, that's that's exciting, and once again, congratulations on making that decision, and of course, having your first one be really successful, and hopefully, you're going to build mm-hmm. some great new relationships and help some people navigate their. Uh, their new explorations of kink. That's awesome. You had another thing. Well, there's one more thing be- before we go. You did, and I outed it on the show. <laughs> so now you're committed to doing something for Great. it. You and I had talked about you had a real strong desire to maybe start a group or podcast that was dedicated pretty much solely to the idea of people that can't be out about their kink either to their family or to their work and an entire thing that's dedicated to those experiences and then tips for navigating that and kind of that camaraderie of not feeling alone yeah yeah it's uh so i was recently on another podcast i we had talked about um talking about kink and if do you mind if I plug them real quick? No, sure, go ahead. Okay, uh, I was on the podcast. My single friends. Uh, this was one of the hosts is a friend of mine from Axe Throwing. It's dating in your forties, basically, um, and the trials and tribulations of that. And that kind of got my mind going. One, I enjoyed being on their podcast, and I miss being on the on the perverted podcast a lot. It reminded me of that. Uh, but that whole trials and tribulations of doing something also kind of resonated with me. And I was like, I could do a podcast about being in weird groups and how to deal with that when you're in like a white collar profession, like I am. Sure. Well, I think so that's- my plan. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, so my plan is to, uh, once our class is done, uh, next Monday, um, to kind of dive head first into that process. So yours is going to be a general of people that have like your your audience, your core audience mm-hmm. that you're hoping for are people that have experiences where they can't be outed and they have to navigate being kinky and navigate their interpersonal and professional relationships kind of thing. Well, I, I, I'm kind of thinking taking it a step beyond kinky and going into some of the other like just weird groups I've been involved in, okay. um, like the goth scene. There's a fine line. Some people, if they get too much into it, are not going to be white collar professionals. Sometimes many are, but many aren't. Even more so. Well, industrial scene, you get more people who are. Um, right. You know, 
the wasteland scene, the, the post-apocalyptic stuff. A lot of people who are professionals go to that, but it's, it's you know, I've talked to people at, at my office about it. Some of them thought I was crazy and were like, I don't think this is how we want the, you know, our business represented by you going to this. I was like, who's going to know? Right. Well, doesn't so-and-so follow you on Facebook? And I was like, no, not, not, not the account that I'll be using for this. Um, so you're talking about all these different groups and just so like if somebody still goes to the midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show, exactly, yeah, uh, you know they can't really come out the fact that they're they dress up in tights as Doctor Frankenfurter, you know, every weekend. So it's anything that might be dangerous to your family or career, not just kink. Yeah, just something you don't want to be outed about. That um, sounds like a great show. Ooh, that I th- might be a, that might be a name. Out and about might be a good out and about. Maybe I'm still. I don't even have a title, but I yeah, think out and about sounds pretty cool. Good job, Unger. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that's how names are born. <sighs> God damn it! Yep, the out and about podcast with Unger. Unger. Yeah, I'm actually considering using my real name for it. Not, not haven't decided definitely one way or another, but right to, to kind of out myself more and take a kind of take a risk on that. I'm gonna, you know, leave that entirely up to you. <laughs> I have I no, su- I have no suggestion. I, we, I, yeah, we, we've <laughs> talked about it, but yeah, it can go either way, and yeah, it can go either way. But I mean, it's it's an honorable thing to take that risk as somebody who is has lost a lot because of being yeah. who I am. I'm very sensitive when people are like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna just go ahead and fuck it, go out, you know, be out." And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yay, yay, in integrity. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> I've had a. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's risks. Yeah. There's yeah, no, a, there are. there's long term. There's long-term payment of being who you are, and uh, I yeah. know it real well. So, so best yes. of luck to you on that, and and I surely hope it does work out well for you. Well, fantastic, Unger. It was good to catch up with you a little bit. Sounds like you got a lot going on out there, and uh, hopefully we can get you back a little sooner than once every six, nine months. Huh. Well, I, I, I'm sure... Uh, we could make that happen if that's something you want to do. I would love that. And I know the listeners missed you. We still get emails. Where the fuck is Unger? And I'm like, I don't know. He's doing Unger stuff. You don't bother an ogre and interrupt his ogerness. You just kind of hope he comes back, maybe put out some fresh cut villager meat, you know, and see if the scent draws him back in. And lo and behold, we only had to cut three villagers to get you back this time. Only three. Only three. You're on a diet. <laughs> it's villager diet. Great hearing from you. And we're going to get back to the rest of the show now. Good luck. Enjoy. Thank you again. Yay! That is the end of show 330. Thank you to Unger for being there. I really miss Unger, Boogie. Every yeah. once in a while, we'll text, and I'm like, what you doing? And he'll tell me, and I'll tell you what you're doing. And I'm like, Unger, come back. 
back. Oh, Gertie's a good back, so I have someone to throw axes with. Okay, I'm, I'm done crying because Unger's not here. Please visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Consider becoming a supporter of the show by contributing $5 a month if you give a fuck. And don't forget that you can always talk to Boogie and I by emailing us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or by sending us a message to our Perverted Podcast profile on FetLife. We'd love to know what you want to hear on the show, so don't be shy. Another fantastic show where Kathy and I spread the love and the joy and then cuddle with each other and then at the end throw axes and uh, realize that uh, the show's real, guys. <laughs> we we, we It's not always going to be flowery, and uh, but... The goal is, is that you have passionate people that really want to have discussions with you guys about what we think is important. And ultimately, we're always going to find out things that we could do better, things that we could do different, new ideas, buttheads. But at the end of it, the hope is that we come to better solutions. And that even though we're all flawed human beings, that we can communicate and try to work through things just like you can with your partners and come to a place to where we can get better and have better experiences with each other. Hmm. So that's why I don't edit out these fights that Kathy and I have ever. And you guys get to hear mom and dad go at it a little bit. Really, what would be the point in editing that shit out? It's too much fun. (laughs) It's too much fun. And, you know, fuck it. That being said, we love you guys. We don't necessarily love each other, but we do love you. Just know that. Mom and dad love you very, very much. Dude, tell tell them you love them. I love you very, very much. Now go get some chocolate. Go get your mom <laughs> some goddamn chocolate. We'll see you guys next week. I'm craving chocolate, man. This next song's called Butterflap, and it will be your new favorite song. That is, if you are in the market for a new favorite song. <laughs> With butterfly nets Try to catch me Trap, trap, trap Oh, I remember when I was A caterpillar eating leaves And I try hard not to be lunch For the birdies in the trees And though I felt kinda ugly I said, hell, ain't no thing I'll just crawl in my cocoon And one day I'll come out And I'll be singing I'm a butterfly, pretty wings, flap, flap, flap. First two, I'm a little frog, slimy skin, hop, hop, hop. In France, they like my legs at dinner time, chop, chop, chop. Sometimes I sit on my lily pad, life just seems not such a thrill. Pretty girl And then I would turn into 
frog's got a big long tongue. I'm a little frog, slimy skin, hop, hop, hop. This is the uh, time for the drum solo. It's a very, very short drum solo. Verse three, I'm a little blue train, big smokestack, chug, chug, chug. That's all.